Tonight's story takes place when things were not as they are now. Like all stories, this one is true. Or at least as true as you might need it to be. If it comforts you to distance this story from your top worldview as a fanciful fey tale, then you may rest a blissful, if ignorant, slumber for the remainder of your days. If, however, you open your mind to the possibilities presented in these dusty pages without such paltry concerns as factuality, well, you might be a remarkable individual indeed, and I'll be glad to have known you. Welcome, friend, to Obside Fables. Rain. Sheets of rain falling through the dark night sky. Clouds roll covering the moon, illuminated here and there by bolts of lightning. Silhouetted against a tall cliff is a towered building, high, high on the hill, far above the road, upon which we see a little lantern swinging as somebody draws their cloak tighter around themselves and hurries along it, a winding path out to... A building, a place they know of with a message as they hurry before their time runs out. They scurry up the path, another bolt of lightning flashes and illuminates a long tail. This little mouse folk pulls their hood tighter about their head and looks around nervously before dashing on towards their destination. As they approach, Scribbles, what do they see? Coming to the house of Beacon. So, they see a very ramshackle cottage. This building looks like it's 50 years past falling apart and then 50 years past that again. Um, the roof has holes in it. The walls are... There's gaps where the wind whistles through and... But there's a warm light coming from inside, and you can hear someone walking around. You can hear bottles clinking and um, stuff being scribbled down in a book. Dum, dum, dum. But inside, it's just as rough and ready. Like, there, this is the workplace of an apothecary, a doctor's, but not a well-maintained, cleanly place. This is where you come when you're desperate, when you have nowhere else to turn. Dum, dum, dum. Dum, dum, dum. I got comment, comment. I've got patient beacon comment. It's fine. The door swings inwards, one of the hinges almost giving way. Come on, out the rain, come on. Yes, uh, and in steps, pulling down this drenched hood, um, a small brown mouse folk, maybe three foot high, 
Um, they look around nervously, taking in the scenes of your apothecary's workshop. Uh, and on a long wooden stick, uh, there is dangling a lantern sealed from the rain. Is this the abode of, of Beacon? They look up into the face of a dark-skinned tiefling, um, black hair in locks held back by two brilliant white horns cur curling back across the length of their head, um, a little bit of stubble on their chin, um, dark-coloured clothes, and an intense look in their brown eyes as they stare down at this mouse folk. <laughs> yes? Oh, oh good. Um, I, I have a missive uh, request. Um, uh, it, right. it is, it, we, need, we need help. Help. Um, mistress, right. <laughs> Miss, mistress Hadley, she, she requires aid. The, the dead, they walk. All right. All right. Let me gather my things and I'll be there shortly. You see, this mouse is visibly shaking as he focuses his attention on you and sort of nervous starts around the space in which he finds himself. Do you need a cuppa? Yes, yes, yes. A warm, warm drink yep. would be yep. marvellous. Six. Six. Thank you, yes. Like... Beacon busies himself around and a cup of tea is very swiftly created and poured and thrust into the mouse folk's hands. Blow on it and drink. <laughs> Thank you, you need to warm up. Hy hypothermia won't do you any good in this weather. He does as you say, um, taking in the liquid and you see him relax a little uh, as he drinks. Uh, he is now taking in better the space around himself, uh, and his eyes alight on the other person in the room. Someone, perhaps, that he shouldn't have missed on his first glance. Mia, would you like to describe your character? Um, in the back of this apoth apothecary would be um, Honored Herbfinder, a Goliath with... Um, Skin, skin like the color of mud, and tight black, uh, tight back black hair. Um, he's he's holding a cast iron uh, skillet over the over the stove, gently cooking something in it. He doesn't even look up at when the mouse uh, enters the building. Thank you. This is excellent tea. Um, oh, I feel much more yeah, myself. Thank you for your hospitality, kind doctor. Doctor's stretching it, but sure. Uh, yes, it is said that you are well-versed in the medical and perhaps other helpful arts. Is this true? I can certainly help with your little undead problem, if that's what's the issue. I'm versed in a variety of things. Oh, that is a balm for my weary soul. Uh, you see... We are from the 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 very well used to be quaint and quiet town, more a hamlet village really of Toadhop, 
Uh, it's mm -hmm. not too far away, a day's travel or so. Um, yep. But yeah, last month, we buried our most famed hero, the bard, Frederick Dartwild. You've heard of him, I'm sure. Yep. <sighs> a gifted, gifted person. Alas, slain by a manticore on the roads. Adventuring is a dangerous life. Sure is. Number of adventures I see for you here every day. Sheesh. Well, we buried him, as I say, not a month hence. And, well, all, all was fine. We grieved and mourned, but it was fine. And then, uh, well, last night, his tomb broke open and he came forth. All righty. Classic Rising of the Dead case. Do you know if there's any um, any unfinished business he had? Oh, well, he he was moaning, you see. Um, I think that's the phrase. Um, yes, moaning about his, his mandolin. It was a beautiful, beautiful instrument. And mm. he, well, he was buried with it. And he, he came forth and said, My mandolin has been stolen. That's my best oh, impersonation of him. Oh, um, fuck. Who fucking steals from the... That's fucking dumb, man. And who would be so dumb to steal a bard's instrument? Yeah, like, that's ultimate, like, yes, someone's going to come back and wreak vengeance. Come on. Well, uh, I don't know who did it. I I was simply asked by Mistress Hadley, uh, the, the okay. tavern keeper uh, in Toadhop, to All come right. and find help from you as, as soon as possible. Um, All righty. Because, well, uh, Roderick has, well, he's taken residence, you see, in mm. his old house. Right, and won't come out again, I'm guessing. Yes. Precisely. Oh, good. You do know dead. Oh, the family that <laughs> moved in has has very quickly left. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yep. Alrighty. Okay. Um, he's bustling around the room. Grabs a cloak. Grabs a bandolier of items. Grabs a shield that gleams silver and golden like the crescent moon, and grabs a mace. Turns to the other occupant of the building and says, On it, you fancy coming along? Probably some gold in it. Uh, they stretch and uh, sigh and, Oh, yes, yes, I suppose I should get uh, go outside for a bit, get some exercise. It'll do you good to stretch those muscles. Yeah, exactly. Help it recover faster. They grab their pan off the fire, just dump whatever was in it into the trash can and uh, slip it onto a loop on their belt and um, they grab their back and start stuffing random bottles around the room into it. Oi, 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 not those ones. I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm grabbing. Leave me be. Yeah, stay with your half of stuff. Don't take the... Don't take my stuff, okay? Fine, fine. Your stuff is so much better than mine. How am I supposed to get this without license? And they just shoulder, they just slip the slip their bag over their shoulder and uh, stand ready. Yep, sweeps a cloak round their shoulders, and Beacon turns to the mouse folk. Now, there's a bed over there by the fire. Fire should be good till morning. It'll keep the worst of the rain off the roof. 
avoid that spot though that drips um thank you uh, you are most kind i did not expect such hospitality oh, thank you so much you get some rest Certainly. Best of luck. We'll be back soon. I certainly hope so. And be careful around here. Some of the stuff does heal, but if it's the wrong stuff, especially mixed together, can be quite nasty. Oh, I shan't put a drop. Yeah, quite quite a few of those are poisonous if you don't eat them in the right quantities, so don't go through the bottles. It'll be bad. Touch nothing. Uh, thank you. All right. Off we go. Beacon lifts the hood of the cloak over the top of his horns. Like, this is an extra big hood to accommodate the horn space. And then strides out of the building into the rainy night. Arnott gives um, one last look at the mouse folk, closes the door behind them and locks it. Uh, before f- following after, uh, uh, I'm blanking on your name. Beacon. Beacon. Be- before following after Beacon. Always the bards. Always the bards are the dramatic ones. Why can't a cleric or a fighter have a dramatic meltdown after death for once? Fucking divas. Come on. I'd be offended if I didn't know my own people that well. I mean, listen, I am absolutely expecting that whenever you finally go down, I'll have to put you back down in the ground too. That's just the nature of the job. No odd feelings. Oh, don't be so certain of yourself. I don't plan on going out anytime soon. Good, good. Maybe even ever. Yep, let's keep it that way, huh? (sighs) Yeah. Alrighty. You trek through the stormy night and it takes several hours for the lightning to cease slow rumbles of thunder peeling off into the distance more hours of night pass as you wearily travel down into the valley in which you know uh, the small village of toad hop is situated along the river mm-hmm. as dawn is breaking through pink light you see the village buildings Ahead of you, maybe a mile away. Any preparations you'd like to make before you arrive? I am going to... Uh, Onetch just shakes his body and grabs his um, ponytail to squeeze the worst of the rain out of it before uh, carefully checking that the the book that he always wears, uh, always wears in a little special little pouch on his belt is still dry and... Uh, won't suffer any water damage. I'm I'm just gonna sort of bring the hood, the cloak back now. It's stopped raining, so I've shake the cloak out a bit and absentmindedly hold the amulet around my neck as I watch the sun rise as we walk. Hey, careful where you shake the water. It won't kill you. Come on. I I have kept my grandmother's cookbook in perfect condition for 20 years. And I wasn't shaking it anywhere near your grandmother's cookbook. Keep it in your backpack, come on. No respect for the culinary arts, you. I'd find you eating raw vegetables if I wasn't around to feed you. Raw vegetables are good for you. You're a disgrace. Listen, buddy, I'm just trying to stay alive and save on fuel costs. 
It's expensive enough to run an apothecary. Excuses. With your friendly banter as you head down the winding path, you see, even for dawn, you would expect some people to be starting to awaken, go about their work. Um, But the village is silent and empty. There is no sign of people going for breakfast, working the farms. Okay, well, I think we should go straight to the tavern to talk to to Havel Murray. Havel Murray? Names. Mistress Hadley. I don't remember. They're not important. I know she runs a tavern. It's fine. Cool. Um, You head a little deeper into town, and the tavern is maybe the second or third building uh, along the road. Uh, You see a very old, worn sign, uh, paint mostly faded. Uh, The name has seemingly been reinforced recently, though, uh, calling this My Left Boot. I'm just going to stride up and, like, either push the door open or give it a firm rap. You barge up to the door uh, and hear a rustle uh, from your left uh, coming from the side of the building. There is something seemingly large moving towards you. Who's there? You tense as a huge sow waddles from round the side of the inn. Along her beautiful uh, tan and black uh, flanks, the word mare is painted in white paint. She snuffles at you loudly, nodding her head at the both of you, seemingly very interested in your bandoliers. I'll leave that alone. You can't eat any of this stuff. Not good for you. Uh, And she seems to very contentedly, as you start to push her away, uh, wander off, a little bemused perhaps, but satisfied that she has your scent now. Right. Rap on the door. Hey, hey, it's Beacon. It's talk about your undead problem. The door opens a crack. You see just an eye uh, of someone very short, uh, perhaps a halfling, uh, looking out. Yep, yep, all right. Well, best get in here quick. Don't know where he is. Uh, And the door opens quickly and you are ushered in by a matronly looking woman. Uh, with a long purple dress on, uh, a cap holding back her hair. Uh, She seems maybe 50, 60 years old um, and has many smile lines. Um, She has a a wonderful innkeeper's face and seems happy about her work. All righty. So this bard came back and he's angry about his mandolin because someone nicked it, right? Yes, yes. Um... Well, he's well. He's been a bit of a pain in the ass. I'm not going to lie. Uh, we buried him about a month ago, and uh, he came out yesterday. Well, mm. the night, but he wandered out his crypt, moaning about losing his instrument, and he went straight to his old house. We'd only just sold the blasted thing. You know what it's like when mm. people die. How to move on with property and stuff. Uh-huh. And, well, he just barged right in there and he scared the new family off. Lovely little family. They've got a brand new bairn, only about a year old, and they're doing so well. But Oh, nice. Ah, never mind. But, well, 
they they just ran screaming in terror and we haven't seen them since but we've got scouts out looking for them right the bigger problem is he's just shacked up in his old house and he's moaning all night people can get barely get a wink of sleep right terrified of coming out the doors you got any idea what happened to his fucking mandolin well no you see because i ain't i ain't a big fan of the dead and um well right I, i didn't fancy asking Sorry. Do you know who looks after the graveyard? They might know. Oh, well, he had his own crypt. He was a fancy, fancy adventurer type, so he, he got buried in his own crypt. Yeah, yeah, but there's still someone who maintains the grounds and, like, keeps an eye and stuff. Do you know where they are? Oh, no, I think you've got mistaken. We're only a little village. There's only, like, 20 of us here. Oh, Chris, this is what I get for moving out to city. Uh, okay, um, do you know if anyone there's anyone out and about that evening? We might have seen something. Um, well, make a persuasion check. Persuasion check. Okie doc. Okay, that's 17. Fear thinking. Well, I don't know about Wait, anyone. Listen, mate. Mate, I can't, I can't track that. I can't deal with the undead problem if I can't track down this fucking mandolin, right? So... Right, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Uh, well, everybody should have been in bed, but there is that little troublemaker, Ebbin Fulker. He's been leading a little gang doing who knows what down by the river each night, so maybe he was up and about and could could have seen something. All right, all right. Go have a talk with him. Down by the river, you say? Aye, they, uh, they go catch frogs or something. All right, I'll go talk to the frog catchers then. All right. Thank you for your time. I'll let you know how it goes. All right. Well, best of luck. I have one question for you as well. Yeah? So, you say the troublemaker was out and about, maybe, but were there any travellers from out of town staying at the inn that night? That's a good one. Not that I know of. Um, We haven't had a a traveller come through here in the last, ooh, you know, week or so. All right. It was a bit of a... Thop on his way up to the conservatory, I think, was the last one. I didn't deal with him. My husband did. I was uh, over in city getting supplies. Hmm. All right. All right then. Well, let's try asking the frog peep, the frog kids first, and then we can investigate this thop later if that's a dead end. It, yeah, Ebin's the ringleader. He'll, uh, if anyone will have seen anything, it's him. Ebin. All right. Thank you for your time. Not a problem, and you take care. And oh, uh, of course, there's, there's a reward for you. We've we've put aside some gold from uh, well, oh, thank fuck. the sale of the house. Um, but uh, yeah, you're you're welcome to it if you can deal with well. Well, let's see how we do. Huh? Best of luck to you. Thank you kindly. Yeah. All right. Let's go find Edgin. Edgin. Um, how would you like to try and find him? I'm going to wander down to the river. Okay, make an investigation check. Both of you, or you can help, whichever. I have a plus zero, so I'll just, like... Plus zero? (laughs) We both? Damn. Damn. We're not great at this. No brain, head empty. Uh, Okay, so that's a four. I'll roll two. That's a nat 20 for a total of 20. Dope. Dope. Um... You both start searching, and uh, whilst you do find some frogs, 
um, hopping about. Uh, they seem slippery, though, and would be a bit of an effort to catch them. Uh, you do find uh, five sets of footprints. Uh, one of them leads north away along the river, and four of them seem a little bit smaller, uh, maybe teenagers, um, and lead back into town towards a fairly, fairly well-cleaned but not good-looking cabin at the edge of town. Uh, it seems like it had perhaps been let a little loose and is a bit more ramshackle, but has had a lick of paint. Uh, and you can quite easily surmise that the townsfolk probably have done so in order to sell it quickly. Mm, right. As you approach this cabin, is there anything you'd like to do? How fresh this lick of paint? That, like, last month or so? Uh, yes. Um, it, it's It's almost certainly the cabin in which the uh, undead has sequestered themselves. Okay. I'm going to just pull out my skillet from my belt and just uh, hold, it, hold it out in my hand, ready to swing if necessary. And I want to look through the window. If there are any windows, I want to look through those before opening the door. Okay, so you get a little closer. You can see there is a window. Uh, you can also see the front door is open. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, both of you make a perception check, please. Okay, Duke. All right. Five. Dirty 20. Uh, Beacon, as you approach, you feel a little concern as you smell something that is very familiar to you. Um, rotting flesh. Oh, great. Wonderful. They weren't idiots that much, were they? Oh, God, I hope not. On it. You take a little bit of a wider look. Uh, and can see up a tree just on the other side of this uh, cabin are four young teenagers uh, peering down towards the cabin, the open door in particular. They've obviously clocked you, uh, and you hear one of them whisper, Dang, if they ain't going inside, shut up, or Frody might hear you. I won't go in there if you dared me. They don't seem to have noticed that you've clocked them. I'm going to stare directly at the kids. Okay, they've noticed you've clocked them. <laughs> Up to trouble, are we? Uh, no, but shh, Brody will hear you. And why would that be so bad? He's a zombie, isn't it? He's a drum. He's a drama queen, if nothing else. Uh, at that, you hear a moan from inside the cabin. Drama. Oh, shut at you. Oh boy, okay, back up everyone. Get out that fucking tree. <laughs> no, he can't <laughs> climb trees, we're safe up here. Uh, and you see and hear and smell shambling to the doorway, leaning in the doorframe, a very decomposed corpse uh, in fairly fine clothing uh, that's still doing all right. There are stains uh, where whatever liquid uh has mm, been yes secreted uh are making brown marks channel divinity turn undead i take the amulet out of my shirt and present it say nope back the fuck up okay uh so that's uh what's your dc on that uh wisdom saving throw dc 13 uh well with a 21 uh frody 
cocks his head in the doorway. Um, no. Would you like some tea? I'll pass. I'd like to. I'd like to know why you're putting up such a fucking fuss. Do you know who nicked your mandolin? Come in. I'll tell you all about it. Fine. Uh, and he shambles inside his his cabin. Oh, great and glorious DM! Do I know what college, the Bard College, he was part of? Uh, make a history check. Figure as much. Plus zero, so let's see how this goes. That's a 17. Yeah. Um, you know that Frodi was a quite popular and quite successful, very skilled uh, bard. And you know that he was part of the College of Swords. Um, so would go around the uh, world, not just armed with music and a smile, but... Uh, Actually, quite capable uh, with swords as well. Uh, you also, with a 17, know that his instrument uh, was actually a highly magical mandolin, uh, one of the famed instruments of the bards, uh, and it was called Golden Axe. All right. We're going in, keeping some distance, not drinking the tea. Okay. Because Lord knows. Yeah. And if you see any swords around, be careful. He was not just a musician, he was also a known swordsman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I'm keeping my fucking distance. All right, let's do this. Let's go. You head in, and the cabin has been recently redecorated. There are, you know, some boxes that haven't been unpacked yet. Obviously signs of people moving in and taking their time slowly to do so. Um, at the kitchen table, um, Frodi is sat with a cup full of water. Uh, as he drinks it, you just see it slosh out of a hole in the bottom of his chin and splash down his front. Uh, nothing tastes anymore. Right, buddy. Uh, you need to go the fuck back to bed and... If we can help with that by getting your fucking mandolin back, then all's the better, because like, there's other people who want to live here now, if you get my drift. So. Yes, yes. Where's your fucking mandolin? Golden axe, I, I need it. I woke up and it wasn't there. Yeah, do you, did, you, did you happen to spot who fucking took it? Two halflings broke into my coffin and and stole it. I I didn't know how to move, but I just saw them and they, they yep. took it from me. Okay, we'll fucking kick their asses, okay? Oh please! Did you hear anything else from them about who those people, who those kids were, or where they went, or where they went? Um, they they had local accents. Um, uh, maybe someone in Toadhop knows where to find them. Uh, but but uh, I didn't I didn't see them. I, okay. They, they were just short, halfling sized. Maybe I didn't see their okay. faces. I don't okay. remember. Hey, okay. 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 Sit tight, buddy. We'll sort it. Okay. But if you can maybe keep it down, 
because like the other locals are getting a little antsy about the entire thing, okay? Oh, I've just been going around asking for help and everybody runs screaming. Yeah, yeah, most people ain't cool with the whole undead thing, so yes. yeah. You're kind of falling apart at the seams. You're kind of intimidating people a bit, Tad. Oh, death does that to you. I'm sorry. Yeah, alright, alright. You happy to just haul up here, or yet? Or would you be happy to haul up in your crypt? Oh, this is much nicer. I can drink tea here. Okay, okay. Right, you stay here. We'll be back. It might take a little time, but we will be back. I promise you this. No, I shan't go anywhere. Perhaps have to refill the kettle. Okay, or okay. But... You stay tight, buddy. Let's let's go. Let's go. We're not getting any more here. Let's go track down those kids. You head out, and Frodi seems in slightly better spirits. Yeah. <laughs> spirits. Exactly. Thank you. Um. Takes another sip of the water, just trickles down his front, uh, but kind of waves to you, his arm not quite working properly, but as you leave, makes an effort. Yeah, I'm gonna, like, when I get out, I'm gonna look around immediately, are those kids still in that fucking tree? They are still in the tree. Um, former Turgy, make my voice boom up three times as loud as normal for up to a minute, um, and caught, like, just to, is a kind just kind of make my next words intimidating. You get down that fucking tree right the fuck now. Who did you give that fucking mandolin to? You tell me right now. I would like to help with this uh, intimidation role, if it is an intimidation role, by casually taking out my very sharp chef's knife and polishing it a little bit. Beautiful. All right. Um... Well, make me an intimidation check with advantage, then. Okie doke. Okey that's good. That's an 18. Yeah. Um, you watch as the four kids kind of fall out of the tree in their attempts to clamber down quickly. Uh, as they do so, uh, you note that there are two humans, a half-elf, and a halfling in this group. Mm, yeah. Uh, we, we didn't do that. We ain't seen the mandolin since the funeral. Then did you see who took it? No, we've been catching frogs all night. Insights. I want to insight check. Go for it. Ditto, ditto. That's a 12. 13. Okay, beats their five. Um... They seem terrified and truthful. We we didn't know who did it. We we was just catching frogs. Um, did, did Frody tell you that? We hadn't been bold enough to go in. Right. Do you know who might have been around in the last couple nights who might have done it? Um, maybe. A couple halflings? Uh, you both notice... There's a couple of glances between them. What's it worth to you? It's worth us not sicking Frody on you. <laughs> Immediately, uh, one of them uh, yelps, and you see a little dark stain appear on their uh, leather pants. Uh, it, 
it was it was it was mackerel and trout. Mackerel and trout. They was here the other night. Yeah, they're 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 halflings. What have a little up oh, up the river? Uh, they do fishing. Uh, they 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 catch crayfishes and frogs and celery. We sometimes catch frogs and, and sell them to them as well if they've not been having much luck. Right. And they thought that Nick and the mandolin might be a little more uh, profitable. I don't know. We don't know. We don't know that they did it. We just saw them around and they were a bit shady, innit? Uh, we asked if they were catching any good frogs this season and they just laughed and patted us on the head and told us to not, not say out. We didn't say out, okay? Don't tell them we told you. Yeah, yeah, nothing from me. They are nothing from me. And where, where were they again? Did you say up river? Was it? Ah, just follow the river for a couple of miles. You can't miss it. It's not on stilts. Just in the mud next to it. All righty, cool. Scram. All right. Fuck off. <laughs> ah! One's final glare at the kids. Uh. They are terrified of you, uh, and they flee, <laughs> running across the town uh, as quickly as possible to get away from you. Uh, whatever their dwelling they may be about, it will be far from you and far from your sight. Right. Hiking time then, I guess. Hiking time. <laughs> Alrighty. Morning is fully setting in uh, as you hike up the river. Uh, it's only a couple of miles, uh, and it's a pleasant trip. The rain of the previous night giving way to a clear, cold, but not unpleasant uh, day. Yep. See, see, this is why I don't plan on dying. Do you see what a hassle it becomes? Yeah, yeah, fucking awful. I mean, sheesh, no, not happening. Not on my fucking watch. And what's worse, I can't even give him any of my medicine. It'll just leak straight out of his mouth. What's the fun in that? As you progress, uh, after maybe half an hour um, of walking, you see on a bend in the river uh, a lopsided wooden hut that's squatting on four stilts next to quite a sandy beach of a shore. Uh, where the river is quite shallow as it bends uh, off to the northeast. Uh, you see two halflings in overalls, uh, seemingly enjoying the day. Uh, one is next to the hut, feeding a carrot to a mule, while the other one stands in the middle of the river, footsing with a uh, broken crayfish trap. How do you feel about sneaking up on them, giving them a bit of a fright? Oh, wonderful. Um, I am going to cast Pass Without Trace on both of us. Mm -hmm. What does that spell do again? Uh, plus 10, plus 10 bonus to stealth checks. Ooh, wonderful. So, let's sneak All up. Alright, so you're sneaking up on him. Give me those stealth checks then, plus 10 to whatever you get. 21. And that's 20 for a total of 32. Dope. Let me, for funsies, see what their perception scores are. Okay, <laughs> not bad. Um, you are the knight. Uh, invisible as you stealth up towards them. They 
pay you no heed. Oh, let's see if the mule sees. No. Um, and continue about their their jobs uh, after feeding the uh, carrot to the mule. The one of the halflings starts taking out a rather broken-looking brush with most of the teeth missing uh, and starting to brush down the mule. You hear, Oh, looky me. <sighs> We're going to get you a new brush. That's if we can decide on how to spend the money. Uh, Trout thinks that we should get one of them fancy dragon chess sets, but I don't know how to play yet. Well, I really think you should get us maybe the location of where you sold that mandolin. Jeepers, creepers, trapped! We're being invaded. You don't know how to play dragon chess. It's really quite simple. You just need to sit down and read the rules. What? 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 Hoity toities? What can read? I see how it is. Where are you? I'm I'm literally going to sneak up behind one of them and just lift them up. Incredible. Kind of scruff the neck sort of thing. Yeah. I'm just leaning against a tree and wave and say, hi. Hey. Just let, let them take in the whole sort of tiefling horns look and just give them a sec to just be terrified. All right. Um, you see Trout as has been called, coming in from the river, uh, somewhat wielding the strange contraption that is the crayfish catcher um, to whatever poor effect that will be. Oh, they're just like Mr. Skullgrang, they are? They point at your horns. Hey, buddy. Just chill. I'm just here to ask about where the fucking mandolin is. And who are you to ask that? I'm the person who is going to march you straight to old Froggy and let him talk to you about where his fucking mandolin is. Because he's now risen. Because you stole his fucking mandolin. I'll let you talk to him. Oh my god. Frody's alive? Frody's fucking not alive, but still walking the fucking about. Oh, no. Because you stole this fucking mandolin. Oh, no. What the fuck, mate? Mackerel, what have you done? You two have created a zombie. So, I'll ask again. Where's the fucking mandolin? Who did you sell it to? They look at each other and you see... They're not necessarily incompetent, but they're certainly not ready for the forceful questioning that you're bringing. <laughs> Uh, they seem to be quite thrown by the mention of a zombie, uh, and there is definite fear in their eyes. Oh, well, um, we sold the mandolin to Mr. Skolarang, uh, up at the conservatory. He's, uh, he's, he's looking for instruments. We thought maybe to pay off his debts or something, but he's a, he's a musician. He's a musician. Apparently mm. a very good one. Never heard it. Right. Fucking asshole. Okay, going to the fucking conservatory. Have fun with your monies. And just sort of drop the halfling that I was holding. Yeah. <laughs> and just carry on. Honest, Onnit is pinching the bridge of his nose and just going, a oh, fucking course they saw it. A oh, fucking course they do a musician. Daylight's wasting. Let's go. Why? Please don't. 
set the zombie on us. Depends how well things go with. What's his name, Mr. Scobbard? Mr. Scolderang, he's Scolderang. a tiefling like you. Yeah. Uh, Scythian. Scythian Scolderang. Scythian Scolderang, wonderful. Have I heard of this dude? Uh, make a straight intelligence check. Okay. Okay. Twelve? Um, heard of vaguely, yeah. Uh, upon the cliff there is a tall, quite beautiful towered building, which is the ancestral home of the Skolderangs. You've never really had anything to deal with them, um, mm. but you would know that that is their family home. Mm. Fun, interesting. Tieflings who actually had, like, hereditary wealth. <laughs> Fun. Anyway. If this guy does not have that instrument, I am sicking this army on you. You better hope it isn't out of the country by now. Oh, he does, he does. He's pinning all his hopes of uh, getting himself out of debt with it. Oh, one of those assholes who can't deal with generational wealth. Fucking asshole. Right. Well, his parents spent it all, you know. And he couldn't think to, like, get a job? Well, they spent it all on him. On music lessons. Oh, Christ. Those assholes. Okay, right. Onwards. God, guys, save this mandolin from a Nepo baby. All right. Will this quest ever end at this day point? It better. It fucking better. <laughs> uh, well, good luck. Uh, don't don't tell Mister Skullrang. We uh, we told you about Lips it. Lips are sealed. Thank you. Uh, that's very kind of you. Um, perhaps. Uh, well, since you're being so nice about it at all, um, we could tell you a bit about the conservatory. We've we've been there. Yeah, fucking what? Um, Entrances, exits, number of servants. Make persuasion check. With advantage. <laughs> Ooh, not 20 for 26. Ooh. Uh, we, we, could, we could build you a little sandcastle of it, if you like. Sure, go for it. Better be a quick sandcastle, though. Uh, We've got, we got things, we got things to do, places to be, mandolins to track down. Right, yeah, we we get on it at once, and the pair of them immediately jump to making a little sandcastle in the the beach area next to their hut. And you can tell that this is something they're well practiced at. Um, they, uh, oh wow, it's see- even got little windows. Great, wonderful. Well, you're really it, skilled at this. It does because this is what they build you. A little image in the chat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's actually a very fine little model of the conservatory building. Yeah. You guys are really good at this. Have you ever tried going into sculpture? Oh, no. We, we couldn't. We're only good with sand. Ah. Uh, that's rough, buddy. Yeah. Fine. But anyway, it's got four floors if you include the roof. Not that we'd include the roof. Definitely never been up on the roof, have we? <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, the outer doors, that's a double door there at the front. And then there's a back door into the kitchen. They're solid, sturdy oak and barred shut at night. All the windows, they're latched shut from the inside. We definitely mm-hmm. didn't check that. Yep. 
Uh, them on the roof, them little pebbles, what we put down, they're skylights, uh, nice. little windows into the roof that you can see into the third floor, and that's got all of Scythian's fancy instruments in there. Uh-huh. Mr. Skulderang's quarters are somewhere there too, but we don't know where that is especially. He doesn't right. have many staff anymore. You asked about like who works there and stuff. He's still mm. got a cook and an housekeeper though. Um, right. They sleep next to the kitchen on the ground floor. Okie doke. Uh, uh, oh, the students. They all live on the second floor. They've got a room each because they're rich little bastards. But, right. Uh, they, they take their victuals in the dining hall on the first floor. Right, Okie doke. Cool. All right. I think we've got some places to be then. All right. Heists to do. You two just knew a bit too much about the roof. How. How do we get up there? Mm. Um, well, not that we've been. But if you would... The towers look like great little access points because there's some bricks up this bit and uh, mackerel points to the inside of one of the round towers uh, on the mm. back side of the building, close to where the, the squarish wall of the tower is. Yep. This bit... As natural little landholds to go up to get to the chimneys, because the chimney's on the top, and the chimney sweep's got to keep them clean. Not that I think oh, anyone's kept them clean in any recent memory, because they're fucking filthy. Mm. Oh, and on the roof, he also keeps bees, I think. We heard a buzzing. Fun. All right. Let's hope there's a sleep at night. See how it goes. All right, well... Good luck getting your mandolin back, and don't sick that zombie on us, please. Yeah, sure, you're good. We'll see. Just chill. We'll see. Come on, let's go. Places to be. Places to be, things to steal. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, you know where the conservatory is. It's it's high up on the cliff um, above the little gorge through which this river travels. Uh, it's probably a couple of hours more uh, walk away, so if you were to leave now, you'd arrive in the vicinity sort of early afternoon. Yeah. Um, yeah, if we could have a short rest somewhere along the way, I guess. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, you can certainly stop, take lunch, take a short rest. and That would be fab. Revitalize. Because I have been up since fuck knows what time of the morning, so, you know... For sure. I'll scrounge up some lunch. Nice. Dope. Rested up, you um, can clamber up. There's a fairly winding path up the cliffs uh, and arrive at the top. Uh, maybe half a mile away from where you know the driveway to the conservatory is. Uh, you can recognize it at once. It's quite a brooding keep. Uh, and now that you're up here, you can see that it's surrounded by rows of dead olive trees. Uh, there's a long, straight cobblestone driveway in probably strong need of repair, uh, which passes through the olive orchard on the way to the conservatory. And it makes a little loop before the entrance. Was this dude not smart enough to even maintain the olive trees? He could have got money from that entire venture. Sheesh. Such a fucking waste. This dude, he seems like he doesn't either is too preoccupied with 
whatever he's doing to take notice of the rest of the world, or he's stupid. So, do you think uh-huh. we could get in on diplomacy guest rules and perhaps slip in a bit of my medicine in there somewhere? Well, I can't disguise myself. So, if you wanted to slip something in that way, I could. I could show up and offer as a cook. I. I don't know who's heard of me, but I have been going around as a traveling cook. I got this whole recipe book and everything. I can make. I can sell it. Tell it to him, possibly. Very well. If you want to be a traveling cook, that's absolutely fine. I'm going to be trying to keep a little more of a low profile, though. Uh, do as you wish. I'm just hoping that with a little luck, this all is over quickly. Very quickly and with no effort of us. You got something specific, or would you like to borrow a little concoction? You know how I am. You know how I... I like to... I like to know what I'm putting in there. And I've, um... I do have uh, some idea. I'm gonna pull out a potion from my backpack, and it looks like a health potion. Hmm. Have you seen this before? You're following poisoning them. You know how I am. You know my skill set. Very well. I'll make sure to not eat anything while I'm in there. Just put your plate next to mine. I'm aiming to not get spotted at all. Is the thing. All right. Suit yourself. I was going to ask: Are you trying to stealth on your way up towards the building then? Oh, yeah. Really to be spotted? All right, give me stealth. Oh, yeah. If you're being sneaky. Uh, pass without trace again? Sure. I I would not be going stealthy. It would just be walking up the path normally. So can I, can I, can I give uh, advantage? Because, like, I'm drawing all the attention to me. I don't think quite, because uh, a guest spikes attention. So I think that negates, but... You've got Pass Without Trace, for sure. Yep. Okie doke. I will roll, then. Okay, that is 29. Awesome. So, are you cutting through the groves? The the dead olive trees? I'm cutting through the groves, yeah. I'm aiming for that bit at the back, which they said was good climbing. Okay. Um... So you cut off uh, early and start heading through what once would probably have been fine olive groves with groves with dozens of trees uh, that are now rotted uh, and quite dead. Uh, Finder, as you step towards the path, you see a fine wooden sign at the beginning of the cobblestone pathway, uh, which reads. Boulderang Conservatory, school for the musically gifted. No guests, no tours, no solicitors, no amateurs. I want to walk up to the door and knock. Okay. Um, The pathway is maybe, you know, half a mile long. uh, And the the cobblestones, um, you see, now that you're closer, there are patches that are just completely gone, whether the stone has been shattered or rolled away in a storm, whatever. Uh, it is not a particularly useful driveway. Uh, there is no easy way that you would get a carriage down this road uh, safely, for example. Um, but you approach the brooding Gothic 
tower. Uh, and you're just going to knock on the doorway? Yep. Alrighty. Um, the door opens after a moment, and a middle-aged gentleman with graying hair, uh, a fine tweed jacket that knowing what to look for, can see is a little threadbare. Uh, a beautiful pocket watch uh, hanging from uh, the waistcoat that he wears. He is human, uh, and he raises his nose to look up at you. Oh, good day to you. Um, we are not expecting visitors, but uh, is there anything with which you need help? I've heard a great many things about the um, this academy, this conservatory, this place that which is just beyond words, and I, I just had to see it for myself. You see, I'm a traveling cook and also a bit of a musician myself, and it would be a great honor of mine if I could make a feast for you at least once. No, I'm afraid if you can't read the sign, no, we accept no amateurs. Uh, do you have any obvious instruments uh, on your person? I would have a pan flute hanging from my belt. Okay. Uh, you see his eyes linger on that for a moment. Uh, no amateurs at all. I'm afraid access to the conservatory is only through uh, Mr. Skulderang himself. Uh, we do not accept lower standards of players here. As for a cook, well, we still maintain our cook. Uh, they have not been relieved. Well, if anyone needs a day of rest, and I, I have been all around the world. I have enjoyed cuisine from every culture you can imagine. Elven, human, dwarven, orcish, halfling. Make a persuasion check. Persuasion? Sure. Yeah. Dirty 20. Okay. Um, he once again regards you. I'm sure your cuisine is quite fine. If you wish to truly meet Mr. Skaldrang and request access to the conservatory, please, an audition. Play me your pipes. I let out a deep sigh and say, oh, farewell. And I'm just going, I'm going to pull out my uh, pan flutes and uh, play a melancholy little song of times that were much, much better, but you barely remember them now. Uh, make a performance check for me, please. With pleasure. And a perception check. The performance is a nat 20 for a total of 25. I swear I am not joking. I am just rolling really well. You said perception for the seconds? Yeah. Six. Okay. Um, so what you don't notice as you begin to play then is a figure moving behind this housekeeper, uh, tall horns curving upon his head seeming to stay in the shadows but lean in to listen to the exchange but you don't notice that as you play a beautiful melancholic song evoking memories of better times of 
perhaps times when the house had money and the servants weren't so overrun, when the gardens were bright and flowers were blooming, the olive trees were full of fruit. As the last note hangs in the air, applause comes from within, and the housekeeper is pushed aside by a tall tiefling, um, blue skin and dark hair, a ruff at his neck, and quite fine, bright clothing, pink and green, uh, almost like a hunting suit. A uh, long blue tail curves behind him. He's wiping a tear from his eye as he applauds. Oh, magnificent, magnificent. Yes, yes, I, I, I do believe I've heard of you. You, you said your name was? An honored herb finder. Yes, the great honored herb finder. Ah, a master impresario. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, and your fine, noble family have great pride in your works, no doubt, yes? You could say that, yes. Marvellous, marvellous. Uh, your fine pipes, may I see them, may I see them? I hand over my pan fruits, and they are polished from many years of use and well taken care of, but simple, not many embellishments. Okay. Uh, well, what a travesty it is that you work with such plain fare. We have the finest instruments within the conservatory, of course. Of course. Uh, well, come in. Come in. You should not be kept on the doorstep. Oh, Vordell, you are not doing your job. Oh, this master of the works should be welcomed and shown around their new home. I was hoping to just pass, stop on by, perhaps stay for a while, and then move on. But... Oh, no, you must stay and learn under my tutelage. I could teach you such great things. I am one of the greatest musical teachers in the world, you see. And, well, you would learn so much and bring many things, I am sure, to this conservatory's great, inestimable... Bounty. You see, I make a perception. No, you don't see. You rolled a six. Uh, <laughs> as this is happening, um, Beacon, you Hi. make your way stealthily, invisibly through the olive groves. Make a nature check for me. Nature? Okay. Seventeen. Seventeen. As you carefully tread and start to hear this beautiful music playing from the front door you pause take on the waves of emotion that it evokes within you and then continue and as you lift your foot from having stood still for a moment the slight indent that you left you see begin to fill with a black ichor oh god oh fuck I'm not paid enough for this fucking shit. I move. I start moving faster. I use the cover of the music to hopefully, like, I'm still moving stealthily, but a little bit faster, hoping that the music muffles my footsteps. 
uh-huh. because I know it's not safe to stay here. Cool. Uh, as you move, the power of your magic erases the footprints behind you and once again covers whatever that strange black liquid was. Um, whatever it was, you don't think it was natural. Yeah, no shit, Sherlock. Huh? Mm-hmm. Um, you successfully sneak around the side of the tower uh, and see ahead of you the tall, uh, maybe... 70, 80 feet tall. Um, quite beautiful once, probably, but the once white brick has been stained with time and dirt uh, mm-hmm. and left unkempt. Um, yep. You move to the place pointed out to you by uh, Mackerel and Trout uh, and see, indeed, that there is some sort of... Uh, Clamber hold left by bricks turned sideways uh, in the building that leave both handholds in and handholds out uh, to gain somewhat easier access up the side of the building. Alrighty. Cool. Um, quick glance inside the windows. Anyone able to see me from where this climbing bit is, or are we good? So you can see that there are quite a few windows, uh, both on the tower um, and in the building proper. Um, Where the windows on the ground floor, you can't see anyone inside the tower, uh, though you can see a spiral staircase winding upwards. Uh, And the windows you can see in the main building, um, you see a large dining hall. there is a huge long table set for about 20 people, it seems. Um, but there doesn't appear to be anyone in it at the moment. Okay, okay, that's fine, that's fine. Um, may- maybe dinner time is a good time for some uh, breaking and entering, but first I need to scale this tower. So I'm going to start climbing. Okay. Stealthily. Mm-hmm. Quietly. Uh, so- Make me an athletics check. Athletics. Mm. Uh, I can't argue for acrobatics, can I? You could certainly try. Please, can I do acrobatics? Pretty please? If you do acrobatics, you won't be stealthy. <sighs> Fine, athletics then. Good thing I'm lucky. Okay. My strength is shit. That doesn't sound too good. Um, okay. Um, 13. 13. It's a chore. You are not in the habit of clambering up sheer buildings. This fucking, why am I doing this fucking, there's no fucking mandolins from fucking dead people. Fucking asshole, aristocratic chief, fucking asshole. Very quiet under the breath, swearing the entire way up the tower. Let's be honest. As you pass a second floor window, you glance in and see a small figure staring out. Uh, You don't think they've spotted you. Perhaps the reflection of the glass has uh, prevented them seeing you. Uh, But it's a young human boy in a beautiful gold-trimmed wheelchair. He is looking out... Uh, across the 
once beautiful probably orchards with a concerned look on his face uh and he you see has a beautiful violin uh at the little tray that is attached to his wheelchair mm. okay noted continue my way up okay um it takes you a little while to get to the top but you do ultimately succeed I'm going to take a minute, like, sort of yeah. just laying <laughs> on a bit at the top. <laughs> okay, well, as you do, you begin to hear a little buzzing. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and you can't see anything at the moment from where you've clambered up. Um... There are skylights on the far side of the roof, maybe uh, 30, 40 feet away from you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can see that there is space the other side of the skylights, which seems to be where this buzzing sound is coming from. Yeah. Okie doke. Um, I'm going to stay this side of the skylights then. Um, okay. Is there like a door coming up? There's a door coming sort of up to this area, right? Yeah, so there appear to be two. There's a, there's a couple because, of them, yeah. Yeah, there's there's one into each tower on diagonally opposite um, corners yeah. of the, the rooftop. Um, aside from that, uh, make a perception check. Okie doke. Uh, that is 16. Yeah. Uh, you see what looks like a flagpole uh, in one corner. Uh, there's no flag adorning it at the moment, uh, but it seems to be a hefty iron spike mm. um, that uh, you might possibly be able to, you know, affix a rope to and help you rappel up or whatever mm-hmm. uh, might be useful. Or getting back down. Or getting back down. Uh, and then on the diagonally opposite corner from that, the fourth final corner of the roof, um, you see a little chimney top. Um, it seems quite uh, unclean um, from from what you can make out. Um, Lovely. But yeah, uh, the flagpole also is close to the skylights and close to where you hear the buzzing. Okie doke. Right. Um, when I've had a chance to get my breath back, I'm going to stay low down, sort of crawl over to the skylights and sort of start having a look down to that floor below and see what I can see. Like, if that is where the mandolin would be, then that would be good to know. Yay. See if I can spot where where it is. Yeah. Uh, make me another stealth check up here. You've still got your pass without trace. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm going to use a luck point because I rolled a two. Okay. Okay, that's much better. Um, 14 plus 14 is 28. Okay. The buzzing grows a little louder as you get closer, but you think that's only due to proximity, not having been noticed. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay, bees. I'm friendly. I'm not going to hurt you, bees. It's all good. I'm just a, I'm just a friend. Mm-hmm. Sneak closer and peer down the skylight. Um, below you, uh, you see a spacious room. 
containing several large instruments, including a harp, harpsichord, a piano, a cello, several kettle drums. Uh, there are also more portable instruments like fiddles, ukuleles, accordions, bagpipes, lutes, lyres, oboes, horns, bongos and violins resting on padded chairs spaced evenly around the perimeter. The eight rectangular stained glass skylights through which you're looking seem to give the chamber a more cathedral-like aspect. This seems to be a place of uh, reverence, almost. Mm. Uh, you can also see three double doors into the room uh, that seem to have hand-carved panels on them, though from here you can't see what they're carved as. Okay, any sign of any mandolins? Golden Axe suggests it might be gold. It certainly would, um, but there's no sign of a golden mandolin in here, uh, though as you're looking, okay. you do see one of the doors open. Okay, duck back. Okay. A little bit, but like so the barest of peeking. Okay. Just try and make sure that there isn't like a shadow of my horns cast on the floor or something like that. Makes sense. Uh, you see a young tiefling girl walk in. Um, she sighs as she closes the door behind her. Her clothes are quite fine, uh, and she steps towards one of the padded chairs around the outside of the room, uh, selects a beautiful silvery flute, uh, and begins to play. It seems she's here to practice. Okay, okay. Um, right. I am going to sort of sit away from the skylight a bit, and I am going to cast Locate Object on Golden Axe the Violin. Alrighty. Um, so as long as the object is within a thousand feet of me, which I suspect may be the case, mm -hmm. um, for the next ten minutes of concentration, I know where it is. So you've backed away from the skylights, right? To the yes. tower opposite? Sort of um, where you clambered up? Yeah, yeah, tower opposite near where I clambered up. Clambered up. Alrighty. Uh, you cast your spell and there is an immediate powerful response. Uh, the object is close. It is about 20 feet below you and to the right. Uh, it is very, very, very close. Okay. Right. I'm going to turn to this tower door. Is it locked? Just gently try it. Yes, you try it, and it does not open. Okay, I'm going to get my thieves' tools out and try to pick the lock. Alrighty, you begin to attempt to pick the lock, and we will return to Honnet. As you are being led inside, uh, through the double doorways, you see a beautiful dining chamber. Um, it is currently a... has a large table taking up most of the room, uh, set for about 20 people. Um, and it's sort of surrounded by these huge, tall-backed, fine-carved wooden chairs. Suspended above the table are two chandeliers with wax candles, and encircling the hall about 15 feet up is a wooden mezzanine that there seems to be a cage elevator to reach in the far corner of the room. Uh, west of the dining room is a cosy little... Uh, perhaps reading room or similar, uh, that seems to have a fireplace with padded chairs and a sideboard. 
Hanging above the mantelpiece is a framed portrait of two stern, well-dressed, middle-aged tieflings, a short, pudgy fellow and a tall, thin woman. The surrounding walls bear numerous smaller paintings, mostly of young people. Uh, there is a distinct familial resemblance to the two tieflings in the painting and Mr. Skulderang, who is eagerly leading you into the uh, dining hall, uh, seemingly towards the little padded chairs by the fireplace. Oh, you must come here and uh, tell me all about your family, uh, what what their work is, uh, how how they're doing, what you know contacts they they could bring to the conservatory. Oh, oh, you know we're we do all sorts of stuff. Uh, we we travel around. We have. We know people all over. We do all sorts of things. My grandma was a quite renowned cook. I even I actually have um, her handwritten recipe book uh, with me, even at this very moment. It's my dearest thing and the greatest uh, the greatest bit of knowledge that she has passed on. You know, my my mother, she was just always off busy, always making more money. You know how it is, probably. Oh, of course, of course, yes. Uh, this book your gra grandmother published, uh, widely publicized, I'd, I'd know it, yes? Uh, we probably have one in the kitchens, of course. Oh, I'm not sure. It's It was a bestseller, best in the country, but we're from quite a far away. I'm not sure you'd... You know, I'm not sure how familiar you'd be with Goliath food. Uh, make yeah. a deception check with advantage as you spin this tale to Gladly. Soldering. Um, 16 plus... Uh, 16 plus 7 is 23. Beautiful. Um, beats his 9. Um, <laughs> Wonderful. He's lapping it up. Uh, you see him sort of head on Hand, chin on hand, sort of leaning towards you, eagerly eating up your stories of uh, familial wealth and uh, how successful your your family have been at generating money. Uh, you can smell the avarice on him. Uh, you can pretty easily tell that this man is very driven by gold. You know, my... Uh, my grandmother founded a restaurant, became famous the all over, all throughout the city, then all throughout the country. It's really, really, you must have heard of it. It's the um, uh, the Herb Mountain. Surely you've heard of it. Oh, my darling, I've been there four times. You know, yes, I can't stay away. World class cuisine. Yes. Of course I knew your family name. That is exactly how I know it. Uh, your bald-faced lie, this man has responded in kind. He seems to definitely want your patronage here at the conservatory. You know, I'm not, I'm not sure if I should stay. What could, if I were to stay, what could you offer me? What's... Why should I say here rather than every other bard college that exists? Why, my dear Hornet, you simply must stay here. I am, well, 
Though I do not wish to toot my own horn. Ah, <laughs> such a joke. Uh, though I do not wish to come across uh, as though I had no humility, I would say, and so would the records, that I am one of the greatest musical teachers that this country has ever had. And, well, I could take you far with not just your cooking skills, which your family has evidently honed so well, but since you have dallied with your little pipes, I could take you much further. And have you played any other instruments? A few. I mostly stuck to the woodwinds, you know. Oh, yes. Once you know one, you know all of them. Uh, a classic, though strings are very much coming into uh, fashion. The, uh, the the zeitgeist is very much about what one can do with one's fingers on the strings, you know. Oh yes, yes, you're you're right. I do know. Like those via violinists in the big city, they are they are really quite impressive. Myself, I've never been a man of the uh, viola, you know, or even the guitar. I I have much more interest in the mandolin. Uh, make. A deception check, as you see his eyes narrow a little. Sure. That's a uh, 24, 17 plus 7. Well, goodness. Would you believe it? I was just thinking the same thing. I've recently had the most marvellous example of a mandolin come in. How luck would have it that you're interested and so gifted. Oh, really? Well... You see, I was planning on giving it to the young Van Timmel girl and, you know, sort of letting her at it, but perhaps... Oh, no, no. If you've already picked someone to uh, get such a marvellous instrument, I'd be dissatisfied with my woodwinds. But if, if I may, I would like to see it for myself. Well, Miss Van Timmel isn't actually here at the moment. She's visiting family. So I have it locked away carefully. Um, most troublesome. Perhaps a brandy while we wait. Uh, perhaps, yeah. Vaudel! Uh, he claps his hands and the weary-looking housekeeper buttles over. Yes, Mr. Uh, forgets my own NPC names. Scythian. Uh, brandy for the two of us, please. Uh, the, the middle shelf. Yes, Mr. Skolderak. You continue to tell tales uh, over a brandy of uh, your wondrous wealth. Uh, and you can see that Scythian is regarding you with interest. Uh, make an insight check. I would love to. That's a nat one. With, uh, for a total of two. Two. <sighs> this man is lapping your stories up and is in a very well-buttered-up place, you think. He is in the palm of your hand. May, uh, please excuse me, but may I use your restroom for a moment? It's been quite a journey, and, you know, Brandy, it just, it passes straight through me. You know how it is. Oh, but of course. Uh, Vaudel, uh, do escort our honourable guest to the bathrooms, please. Uh, Vaudel wanders over and certainly um, 
Do follow me. I follow. Uh, Vodell leads you to a tower in the northwestern corner. Uh, it is through a doorway past the elevator, uh, and the corridor that is just past the dining room seems to be some sort of gallery. Uh, there are several padded armchairs in a fairly narrow chamber, uh, and the walls are festooned with trophies and crossbows. Uh, there are bare hooks and pale rectangles marking where probably paintings once hung on the walls, but no longer. In the southwest corner near a stone door is a stuffed wolf, its glassy gaze fixed on a staircase going up, which seems to be where Vodell is leading you. Mm-hmm. The restrooms are on the second floor. Uh, I trust everything is going well with Mr. Skaldorag. Oh, yes, it's going quite well. You need not concern about him or me. Uh, make a perception check as you come onto the mezzanine that you saw from below earlier. Perception, that is an eight. Um... You notice nothing as you go about your conversation uh, and cross the wooden uh, floor. Uh, you can see easily that you can see down onto where the dining table is uh, below. Uh, and you can see that the chandeliers are hanging from the ceiling about 15 feet above uh, over the open space in the centre of this mezzanine. Um, Vaudel shows you to a door one of uh stick leading off the mezzanine uh, here is the restroom uh please uh there are fresh towels and powder for your nose uh thank you uh you are not needed anymore Marvelous. and i quick quickly step in and close the door behind me as soon as i am in private i am going to point upwards roughly in like towards the roof but roughly in the direction where i think um sorry i blanking your name again uh beacon, beacon. Be, where i think beacon is i'm going to cast message mm-hmm. um mandolin here locked up so just as you get your thieves tools out beacon and start to insert them into the lock you hear in your mind that message from Holland. and you can reply by the way. Good to know. Have located. Working on my way in. <laughs> um, going to cast message again. Need any help? Distractions? Keep him busy downstairs. Okay. And um, Okay. Bardic inspiration specifies a creature within 60 feet that can hear you. Yes. Can I transmit bardic inspiration through message? Absolutely not. <laughs> well done. We're going to look it out. It was worth a try. It was worth a try. Yeah, if you want to find a window and like yell bardic inspiration up out of it, that's absolutely fine. But uh... oh no, no, far, far too noticeable. <laughs> Listen, buddy, I got this. It's all good. Uh, yeah, I am then going to wash my hands, and we'll continue to you know butter up the. But butter him up and try to convince him to let me cook for him in the whole house, but him specifically. Okay. Uh, you can return to your conversation and continue your attempts at buttering up slash distraction. 
Uh, yes. Meanwhile, beacon on the roof. Yeah. Uh, make me a thieves' tools check. So dexterity plus your proficiency or expertise if you have it. Um, okay. Um, so uh, that is a plus four. Um, I'm also going to guidance myself. Okay. Yeah. For an extra d4 on there. So let's see how this goes. I'm going to spend another luck point on that. Okay. Because that was another two. Oh boy. That's better. 24. 24. Uh, you begin to work at the door. Uh, you realize that unlike uh, much of the rest of the outside of the building that you've seen, uh, the locks here are quite new. Uh, and quite difficult to crack. Oh, fun. Someone's upgraded their security. You struggle for maybe 10, 15 minutes, and you feel you're so close to getting it, but the lock evades you, and you are unable to gain access. Well, that's okay. There's alternatives. Um, gonna crawl back over to the skylight. Is that girl still in there? Yeah, you can still see... Uh, and here, vaguely, it's slightly distorted through the glass, but you can hear beautiful flute music. Uh, okay. And you can see that she hasn't really moved. Um, there isn't any music that she seems to be reading from. She seems to be practicing something from her memory. Okay. Uh, you do, however, see that there is a second figure now in the room, uh, leaning against one of the walls next to a beautiful harp. Uh, they appear to be another tiefling with red skin uh, and uh, somewhat unkempt appearance. Their shirt wide open down their chest and their rather fancy uh, legwear is uh, quite fine but garishly purple against their skin. Um, they are leaning quite laconically against the wall regarding the flirtist uh, playing with a bit of a sneer, you could say. Oh, fun, interesting, lovely. Um, right, okay. Um, the other thing I'm going to do is I'm going to go back to look. Can I see through the lock? Like, sort of through the keyhole. Can I see anything on the other side? Uh, make a perception check. Okay. Uh, that is 11. 11. Uh, you peer through and you can see stonework, cobwebs. Uh, this space doesn't appear to be well frequented, which is odd considering how new the lock seems to be. Um, otherwise, there is nothing obvious that you can see through the keyhole. Hmm, okay. Doesn't appear to be stairs down? Not that you can see. Hmm. Actually, then, I'm curious about this, huh? Okay. I'm going to cast Link on myself. So I step into the ethereal plane. When I return, I return to an unoccupied space of my choice within 10 feet of the space I vanish from that I can see. Yep. Which, if I can see through the lock... You certainly can. Then... Uh, it takes a moment for your spell to take effect as you shimmer. Uh, half in this world, half in another. Uh, but after a moment, with nary a sound, 
you're on the other side of the door. Okay, quick glance around while my spell's still going, because it goes for a minute. Mm-hmm. What can I see in this room? You can see that you are in a circular chamber, though there is a wall uh, quite close, probably around the core of this tower. Um, and now that you're inside, you can see uh, to your left, where there's a, a little window uh, that you probably looked in on your way, um, around the sort of bend of this circle of the tower, uh, you can see stairs leading downwards. They simply weren't visible from the keyhole. Okay, cool. That's good. Love to see it. Do you want to stay in here or jump back to the roof? Um, so is there anything else in this room? Uh, no, this seems to be sort of a circular chamber around um, the top of the tower that, you know, is simply the top of the stairs, the landing, if you like. Okay, um, I'm going to use my blink to sort of continue sort of down round the stairs, mm-hmm. blink and movement to sort of go round down to see what's on the next floor. Alrighty, uh, you head down to the next floor. Um, you can see that the, again, the staircase is quite dusty. Uh, there isn't much traffic up here. Uh, mm. It seems abandoned is the wrong word, but rare for people to come up to the roof. Mm-hmm. You traverse the stairs and they go maybe you know 20 feet vertically down, so uh, it's not very far at all, uh, before they come out into uh, a hallway. Um, and you see a alcove to your left as you come off the stairs, which do continue further down. Um, but on this landing, you see an alcove off to your left, uh, in which stands a empty suit of armor. It's vacant helm staring past the strange elevator uh, that is to your right uh, that seems to not be present at the moment. It's presumably on a lower floor. Uh, and it's staring towards a double doorway at the opposite side of the hall. Okay, and how does this line up with the um, all of instruments I saw earlier? Uh you would quite easily surmise that the double doorway at the end of the hall would lead into the instrument chamber. And in fact, you can probably hear the flute music from that room. Okay, great. Uh, I am continuing down the stairs to the next floor because it's the floor below this that has the mandolin, correct? Uh, You no longer have your locate object spell up because you blinked. Um, Mm. But you did feel it was only about 20 feet below you. Yeah, how high was the... You descended about 20 vertical feet to this floor. Okay, so it is somewhere on this floor then. You could assume so. Okay, cool. Um, I'm going to duck into that alcove and cast Locate Object with a higher level spell slot since I'm out of second level ones. Okay. Locate object, cast again. Where is it? Which direction? Um, let me see. As you duck into the alcove, can you make me a constitution saving throw, please? Ooh. 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 <laughs> what the in the for this fresh hell is going on? <laughs> Tales of Morterra is created and DM'd by Liz Blake, with editing by Mario Panaghetti, and featuring music by Nick Blake. Check out our Tumblr at morterra.tumblr.com for more information on the world of Morterra and to join our Discord community. 
We're also on Twitter, at MorteraCast. If you'd like to help support the show, you can back us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Morterra.